So if you're keeping count, this is the fourth day of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts. Now remember, you don't have to do all 30, so don't worry if you've just dropped in here on day four, it's not a problem. What we're gonna do today is a low intensity row. This is a fantastic fitness building, calorie burning row. Because what we're gonna do is we're gonna do 18 strokes a minute, then 20 strokes a minute. And you'll do each of those for five minutes and repeat the whole thing three times, making your 30 minutes. It's just a little bit of variation for the low intensity workout rather than just another straight 18 or 20 strokes a minute row. Now, as for pace, I'll talk to you about that during the warm up. So let's get into that. And as ever, we have to set up our machine first. So on a concept two, that means going to drag factor setting it to where you want it to be if you don't know where to set it set it between four and five and then watch the video i have here on the channel about drag factor if you're not on the concept two just set the resistance so that you get a nice feel from the stroke but you don't have to heave against it to get the machine moving next up if you can set your monitor to eye height so you're not looking up you're not looking down and finally adjust your foot stretcher height if you can so that you get to the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically comfortably okay if you're set too high it can be a bit of a bind if you're set too low you can go scooting straight past and the strap catches your toes chops them off and you're like oh i used to have toes that's not gonna happen don't worry so this warm-up we're gonna do right about 20 strokes a minute and i want you just to start to put in enough power as though you're just standing up because we're going to spend the first minute or so just working on the connection of the power to the hands okay so here we go then in three two one let's go so yes, as, as though you're standing up from like a, a squat, maybe holding a bag of shopping or something, that amount of power. But the point is you want to be thinking about pushing into the foot plates at the same time that your hands connect the handle to the machine. What that means is that the point when the handle kind of, yeah, connects to the machine, I don't think I need to unpack that, do I? Uh, so you want to push at exactly the same time and it can help or it does help, not can, it does help to have a forwards tilt to run about a one o'clock angle to the front of the machine and straight arms, okay, and then push. And once you got used to this timing, you can think about adding a little bit more power. And all I want you to think about is putting up an intensity that feels similar to as if you were walking up a continual flight of stairs. So you start to get out of breath, your heart rate goes up, you feel you're working out, but you're nowhere near max, okay? And that is the intensity I want you to continue this warm up, but also do the main session at today. So that's what I call like five out of 10 from an effort point of view. So for both the 18s and the 20 strokes a minute, just as intense as though you were walking upstairs. You'll know, you'll hit the sweet spot eventually from doing these kind of rows. If you have a 2K training pace, then the 18 strokes a minute, do them at 2K plus 20 to 22. And then the 20 strokes a minute, do them around about 2K plus 18 to 20. Right, three more strokes. Then we're gonna put one foot on the ground. Pick a foot and Unstrap, put it on the ground, and continue rowing. Gives you a chance to focus on this one leg at a time, making sure you're putting that push in. Because remember, rowing is all about the legs, about pushing from the front. And that's why you have that forwards tilt and straight arms, is to get that push 
into the machine. That's why I talk about technique quite a lot. It's all about power and efficiency. Let's swap feet. Ooh, continue rowing with the other one. Because yeah, there's nothing glamorous about technique. It's just about efficiency and power and speed. But it's what allows you to get that power and speed in. And that's where the glamorous, the race wins happen and things. <laughs> okay, two more strokes and I'm gonna put both feet back in. Don't worry about tightening the straps if you can't face it. <laughs> Legs straight and roll with your back and arms. Okay, so swing over your back, pull in your arms, out with your arms, and then swing forwards again. So notice how my back is rocking from a forward lean to a backward lean. And that rock backwards is what initially takes up the strain, say, of the flywheel. And then I pull. All right, one more here. Let's roll to the front. Now you can tighten your straps. Arm straight, forward tilt, push from the front. Not too hard, go back to that soft push that we started off with. Because I just want you to think about the connection timing still, but also holding that forwards tilt and arm straight as you push, okay? It's really important that you hold that forwards tilt and arm straight. Don't pull too early, don't swing too early, okay? So there we go, that's the warm up done for today's session. And I'm gonna do what I've been doing so far in this where we're gonna go in the way back machine to when I did this row in 2021. And then after that half hour row, I'll pop up again, say hello, and we'll do a cool down and a stretching session together. So enjoy your low intensity row. These ones uh, are the ones that will build up your energy to be able to go fast. Without these, you burn out really quick, okay? That's kind of the importance of these. And they give you the rhythm, the timing by rowing slow. This is how you work on your fluidity of your technique. Um, chances are if you don't really get, if you feel a bit sticky and you're not quite used to the 20 and 18 strokes a minute, it's because you don't have that fluidity. And once it all comes in and you've got that rhythm, you suddenly go, oh, I love the 18s, I love the 20s. <sighs> okay, <laughs> that's my big sell. So uh, that's it really. I'm going to do this one strapless again. Feel free to join me, but if you've never rode strapless before, then just loosen the straps off just in case you go flying off the back. You can quickly flick your toes against the straps because I don't want you lying on the floor. Okay, we've had two minutes since finishing the warm-up, so we might as well get into this one. In three, two, one, and go. Oh, right, so 18 strokes a minute, 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. I'm such a pro, I was able to switch my Apple Watch to rowing machine workout whilst telling you your pace. <laughs> without falling off the machine. <laughs> uh, set myself up for failure that way. I'm gonna fall right off in a minute. So yeah, so five minutes at 18 strokes per minute and 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. Now hopefully the graphics on screen are gonna work today. The past couple of rows I've had a big TV next to the rowing machine with the data on it. But today I'm going to try doing a screen record 
and then overlaying it when I upload it to YouTube. I'm trying to... <laughs> sounds lazy. But I'm trying to make these as quick as I can to turn around. Because I'm making one every day, I will really run the risk of falling behind if things get too complicated. But hopefully, a screen capture won't break the time bank. So, if you see metrics on screen, it worked. If you don't, it didn't. <sighs> it's like Schrodinger's cat, isn't it? So, we're two minutes in. I've flannelled enough that hopefully you are now in the rhythm, nice and warm, and we can start talking a little bit about technique. Because today I'll top load the row with technique chat, and then I'll talk about something else once I'm done going over technique. Because it's a really good reason I always talk about it. It's not just to fill in time. I mean, it's handy. <laughs> the fact that I can talk at great length about technique fills up a lot of the time I need to try and cover while I'm talking to you. But also, it really is vital that you pay attention to your technique, especially when it comes to things that are losing you power, pace, or things that are causing you injuries. And that is why I go on about technique so much is that I want you to be an efficient rower because with efficiency comes speed and fitness but I also want to make sure you don't get injured and a poor technique can lead to various injuries and most of it is down to sequencing and body angles. If you can get your body in the right positions as you drive and as you finish, then hopefully you're less likely to get injured. And then you just have to worry about putting in power from your legs and developing your fitness to be able to go for longer in whatever distance you're rowing or faster. All right, two more strokes, one more, and let's change up to 20 strokes a minute slight increase in 
pace here. Both on screen pace and your drive speed. Okay, so that's the amount of time it takes for you to get from the front of the machine to the back of the machine. That's your drive speed. And at 20 strokes per minute, I recommend a two to one ratio. So your drive speed is twice as fast as your recovery. So one second drive, two seconds recover. And you manage that by really pushing your feet into the machine. Okay, so you push the machine away from you. It's a great way to think about it. That lets you thrust your legs and get lots of power into the machine. However, it's all very good driving from front to back in one second. But if you don't actually connect the power into the machine, it's not much use. So in order to get that power in, you need to get your hands to connect to the handle at the same time that you push with your legs. Now most of that is just about being aware of the timing, but you also help yourself with your body position, your posture, and what you're doing with your arms. So your body position is about having a forward tilt in towards the front of the machine to around about one o'clock on the clock face. Now the reason I say tilt and not lean is I want you to be tilting forwards over your hips. Whereas if I say lean, that means you could do this. Okay? Which we don't want. And that's where posture comes in. So you want to be nice and powerful up on your sit bones. That's that tilt, like a door hinge. So you tilt forwards. I used to say, imagine you have a carrot sticking up your backside and you don't want to snap it. But strangely, 
I think a few people were a bit put off by that analogy. I haven't really found a good replacement analogy yet, but nice and powerful. You're not stiff as a board on your back. You're powerful, okay? And tilting in towards the front. And then your arms, they're nice and straight, okay? So as you come front to the front, straight, straight line from your shoulders through to your wrists. And nice and relaxed, you're not tense, okay? No bulging muscles. One more stroke. And let's ease off to 18 strokes a minute. And 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. So you should feel that things have slowed down. It's only two strokes a minute, but still there's a change in rhythm. Remember if you get stuck trying to get the same rhythm or the rhythm for 18, just watch me on the video. Try and drive for the same period of time that I recover. Sorry, I drive and then recover for the same period of time that I recover. So back to the stroke, you have your forward tilt, good posture, arms straight, you slide far enough in your seat for your shins to point vertically. Your knees are slightly apart, kind of looking at your armpits. They're not tucked up inside your armpits, but they're kind of saying hello. They're in line with them. And that should take care of the right amount of compression. And then when you're ready, just push the machine away with your feet. But hold that forward lean and your arms nice and straight as you push your feet into the machine. If you spot your elbows bending too soon, try not to. It may help to turn your elbows very slightly outwards. That can help lock your arms in place without actually locking your elbows. We don't want to do that. And then if you feel that you're looking at the ceiling as you row, that's a good indicator 
of breaking your back, tilting too soon. So keep looking straight forward at your monitor if you can. And then once your leg drive is run about halfway through, that is when you finally swing over your hips from that forward lean into the backward lean. Okay, so from one o'clock at the front, you swing over your hips to 11 o'clock at the back. And right after you start that swing is when you finally pull the handle into a finish. Pull. So you push, pull. Push, swing, pull. The three elements. Push, swing, pull. Push, swing, pull. But you're keeping your arms straight until I say pull. Okay? So push, swing, pull. Push, swing, pull. See how long we're delaying before we finally pull those arms in. It's important that you still do pull as that will help you with your recovery. All right. In three, two, one. Let's go up to 20 strokes a minute. Just remember one stroke every three seconds. Slightly faster drive speed. And then when you pull in, you finish with the handle around about sternum height. Too low is a bit of a weak finish if you're going to whack it off your belly button. Too high shifts the muscles you're using. You're suddenly using forearms and biceps, which are nowhere near as big as your lats, which you use if you finish the handle at sternum height, elbows come through your sides, wrists kind of flat as you do so. If you have to flare out your elbows a little bit, that's fine. A little bit of a flare is okay, but unless you have a good reason, like you're an on the water rower or something, I don't really recommend going completely out like a chicken wing. Hopefully you can see that in the video. Because again, that puts the power right into your delts up in your shoulders rather than those big lat muscles in your back which are more designed 
for dealing with power over and over again. You may have strong biceps, strong forearms, strong delts, but you're running the risk of injury if you use them too much and they're not ready for it. So that's why I say to start off your technique by handle finishing at sternum height, wrists flat with just a slight flare out of your elbows. And anyway, you finish nice and powerfully with a handle so that you create the springiness in your muscles, your tendons and your rib cage to bounce your hand straight back out again. So in out at the same pace. There's no pause. Do not hold the handle stopped at the back. I'll try and do it without falling off here. Oh. Oh. Because I find it really difficult to come forwards again with my feet out of the straps because I'm no longer using my body's momentum to help me move forwards. Whereas by going in out and your arms coming forwards and then triggering that rock of your back over your hips again, the momentum has carried me so that it's shifted to the front of the seat. So all I need to do is once my hands are past my knees, just bend my knees and I effortlessly roll to the front of the machine with arms straight and the forward lean already in place. Okay, two strokes, one more, and we're back down to 18. And 2K plus 20 to 22 pace. What's Erg Zone is saying I'm currently at 71% of my max heart rate, which is probably still just a touch high for this kind of session. But I sacrifice about 5% heart rate because I talk to you. So if I was rowing this normally without my gums flapping the whole way through, I would probably be 
around about 66-67% of my maximum. So intensity wise, this is probably about right for me. So the last thing to say technique wise is just to quickly cap off what I was saying about the foot straps and why rowing without them is useful. And in terms of what we talked about today, it's useful because I can get all the power into the machine I know is coming from my legs and going into the stroke. Whereas if I had a poorly timed stroke and I flicked my feet up against the straps too soon at the back of the stroke, I could be fighting against that power. Or if I was to get to the back of the stroke and flick my feet up to tug myself forwards to the front of the machine, that would ruin my posture because you tend to tuck under like that. And I wouldn't be up on my sit bones. And I'd also be using muscles that I don't need to because you don't need to tug yourself forwards and I'm proof of that because I'm rowing this whole session strapless so that's why strapless rowing can be of benefit because you kind of need to row with a full leg drive get the timing right because otherwise you'll fall off the back of the machine and you have to get that shift of your body weight arms away tilt over your hips you have to get that right too because otherwise you're beached at the back of the stroke if you're used to just tugging yourself forwards with the straps. Ooh. Okay, so coming up for six minutes to go. And for me anyway, today's session has flown by. Can't believe we're almost 25 minutes down. And that's part of the magic of shifting stroke rates every five minutes because to be honest there isn't much of a training effect difference between the two between 18 and 22 there's a tiny difference but not a huge one where the difference comes in is making time pass quickly and also if you're uncomfortable with one you get back into your comfort zone for the next one. Okay, one more stroke. And now we're going up to 20 strokes a minute. 2K plus 18 to 20, 
for the last time. Well, last time today. Trust me, you're gonna see this stroke rate and pace a few more times over the next, well, we're on 26 days to go. Remember, as much as I'm rowing all 30 days without a break, you don't have to. If you start to tire and your body is getting run down, and you're not recovering enough, make sure to take a rest day. You'll see from the programming of these 30 rows that there's always one of these bottom tier regener regenerative, there we go. <laughs> Lost the ability to say the word then. It's always a tough row and then a bottom tier. So it goes mid, bottom, top, bottom, mid, bottom, top, bottom. Then maybe a couple of mids. So it go mid, bottom, mid, bottom, top, bottom. That might happen. But, oh, I've dropped my pace. Too busy talking to you. That's better. Uh, but the point is that if you get the intensities, intensity flow, right and you make sure to row these bottom tiers at the right pace so that means what I say or slower and as long as you make sure to stretch eat right and get your hydration right you should be able to make it through all 30 workouts with very few actual rest days. And the end result will hopefully be that you are fitter, faster, and stronger. But I'll tell you one thing, once the 30 days are up, I am gonna take two or three days off to let my body properly recover. Because these bottom tier regenerative recovery rows don't fully allow you to recover from the intensity of the sessions before. Which is why I say, if you start to feel it's getting on top of you, just take a rest day. There's no heroics in doing 30 days in a row of undulating intensity. You can easily do 
like half hour at this pace do these till the cows come home and probably won't need a rest day but because we're throwing in or I'm throwing in who's this we because I'm throwing in mid intensity and max intensity workouts just watch that your tank of available power doesn't get scraped dry okay five strokes to go four three two one there we go and that's day four's main workout done now I did get something of a cardiac drift towards the end of there where my heart rate rose to 75 which is certainly higher than I'd want if I was doing this without talking to you but I'm going to play the I don't shut up card <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that low intensity row just alternating between 18 and 20 just keeps things interesting you're only really looking at it at five minutes at a time so yeah it's a great way to do it and hopefully if you kept the intensity of that kind of lower region then your fitness uh, benefits would have come from it and hopefully you'd have had a chance to work on your kind of stroke technique and stuff as well so let's get into a two minute cool down <clears throat> okay <laughs> Don't know quite why I was making sound effects when I tightened up the straps. Apparently they sound like bears. Okay, so we're going to do this around about what we did for the warm-up. Actually, to be honest, pretty much the pace you were just rowing at, to be honest. I don't know what I'm saying. So here we go. In three, two, one, let's go. So just give your chance, your body a chance to kind of just settle down. Because although it's a low-intensity row, you still need to take a moment to recover. And actually, if you look... Now they're on day four, if you've, whether this is the first one you've done of these 30 minute rows or whether you're following along, you may have, or if this is your first one, if you take a look at the playlist for these rows, then what you'll find is that there's a pattern to how they're laid out, where the first one was a medium intensity, then we went low intensity, then high intensity. And now we're back to low intensity. And then the next one will be a medium intensity. And then back down to low. So what I'm doing is I'm kind of going up, down, up, down, up, down. In terms of intensity. So there's always a recovery row after a challenging row. And you want to do that anyway in any training program. But how many low intensity ones you do is basically up to you or your coach. But what you want to make sure is that you're not putting too many kind of max intensity rows together. Because that's where you start to really drain your energy system. You start to scrape the barrel of what you're able to give. So you let your body recover to come back for more the next day. And if you're doing all 30 of these rows in 30 days with no rest days, that becomes even more important to give yourself a recovery and to use these cooldowns to make sure that your body is kind of flushed through or your blood is flushed through your system in a nice cool down manner <laughs> okay last stroke for me 
you don't have to stop cooling down of course you can continue or you can do some stretching now if you don't have time for stretching that's perfectly fine just make sure and stretch your quads and your hamstrings at one point not in the shower though i don't want you to slip and fall that would be bad uh, or you can join stretchy john there he is again uh, and he'll take you through some guided stretching or i will take you through some guided stretching here on the machine for if you don't have space around you uh, for stretching mats oops what am i doing tightening my straps oh that's just second nature so keep those straps loose <laughs> do as i say not what i do <laughs> uh, and put your kind of brace your feet against it put your hands in the air and fold forwards okay so it's not a bend from the lower back it's not a bend from the upper back it's a fold okay so it's almost like you're kind of doing that okay and what that should do is give you a really nice stretch up here in your hamstrings if you find your shins are getting a bit more of a stretch chances are you've got your feet down and that's like elongating down here and that's where the stretches and that's not what we're trying to do it's good to stretch those muscles down the front especially if you're the kind of person that tugs yourself forwards with the foot straps then that can be quite useful but it's not what we're stretching right now we're stretching our hamstrings okay so get your angles right make sure it's right under here in those kind of meaty hamstring bits you should feel kind of rub and go oh that's a nice stretch <laughs> what's my watch saying you can record rowing machine workout where have you been okay uh okay this way. yeah is this the right way around <laughs> glutes next one leg up on the rail let's find out the other leg comes over the top bring your knee across your body so it's in line like face knee foot okay hold it in place with this arm hold on to the back of the machine just for stability and then rotate down into that glute making sure that this knee the one you've got up and can held in place that you're keeping that across your body okay if you let it kind of come loose you lose that stretch into your glute but if you keep it up in a nice well stretched manner funnily enough then you will stretch that glute and it's for rowing these really can get a kicking especially on these long slow rows i mean sometimes it's like it's, you get more of a sensation from a long slow row than you do from a short fast one actually that shouldn't be that surprising should it <laughs> okay change legs do exactly the same thing i will face away from you sorry terribly rude just look at the back of my head for a while you can tell me if i'm going bald if i need a haircut <laughs> yes i do need a haircut actually i need to shave more than anything else one of these days i'll i'll suddenly surprise you and i'll be clean shaven problem with having stubble all the time is continuity is a pain i can't start <laughs> mixing these around or I have to kind of grow like a beard throughout the whole of these 30 minutes. We're doing next. Ah, yeah, I know. Quads. Not that I'm calling it a beard. I'm just kind of, yeah. Uh, scruffy, someone once called me when I've gone on this. Okay, so rest a finger on the monitor if you want, just to steady yourself. Flick this, your one foot up so that your heel touches your backside. Uh, stand up nice and tall with a good posture from shoulders, hips down to your knee. And then kind of just hold that um heel against your backside you'll know you'll get a sensation for how much you have to kind of pull it in order to get a stretch into your quads so get used to it how much you need you're not trying to pull your leg off okay it's not you're not ripping your the bones out of your <laughs> out of your your hip sockets or whatever it's just enough to get a good old stretch into your hips funnily enough my watch is now saying have you stopped rowing yes i have stopped rowing good grief such a whinge right other leg oh look at that oh i'm a balancing maestro Ta-da! <laughs> mm, this is what I fall over. But same thing again. And notice uh, how um, I'm falling to the right. Notice how I'm holding kind of the upper part of my foot here. I'm not holding onto the toes or even like down towards the balls of the feet. It's like right up almost at my ankle joint because I don't want to put any strain across the tendons, etc., through my toes. I want to make sure and just hold this against my backside. 
Right, let's do hip flexors. Now, what one did I do wrong? Right, so I want to do that one. So that's the one I want to, no, I want to do that one. So which means I want to stretch this one we need. Sorry, that was an internal thought. You'd have thought I'd been cleverer than this. So one knee on the ground, one foot on the ground with your knee up in the air, okay? Both of them have a 90 degree angle. And all you're going to do is push your hip of the one that is uh, knee on the ground forwards, okay? So keep a good posture and just push it forwards. See how all I'm doing is kind of coming forwards like that. So that changes the angle, a much tighter angle in the front knee, much looser angle, looser, wider angle on the back knee. And I've got a really nice stretch right through this hip flexor right now. It's really, it's right, oh, it's, oh, it's right nice. <laughs> oh, I think because uh, at yesterday's workout, I did the, the stretch I'm about to do for the other leg. I did on this one, so I didn't really get that good a stretch out of it. Whereas now I'm like, oh, this feels nice. <sighs> I don't know why my hip flexors are so, so tight. I went to get new shoes. I felt, let's swap legs and I'll, I'll tell you my shoes story in a second. Um, so for this one, uh, stand up nice and, well, just stand up, feet together. Take a step forward with the leg you don't want to stretch. Okay, make sure the other one's back. Up on your toes on the back leg. And then all you're going to do is sink down. Okay, so you're coming straight down. And if you get the angles right, what you should find is that the force is coming right into here, right into your hip flexor up here. Rather than down your quads, you're not putting too much force into this front leg, although it's there to stabilize you and it's getting more of a workout than, <laughs> than before, than on the other leg, sorry. But that should still give you a nice little hip flexor stretch in case there's like broken glass on the floor, okay? And you don't want to put your knee in the ground. So this is a good way to just get that little hip flexor stretch into there. There we go. Hang on, let's go into, I'll t when we do shoulders, I'll tell you about my shoes, okay? Um, I can't remember why I was talking about sh shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so forearms next, hands together, push them together in front of your face, and then bring them down in front of your belly button or your sternum or wherever. But bring them down basically so your fingers are at right angles to your wrists. And this should give your fingers a nice stretch because you're pushing them together and your forearms a nice stretch because, well, it works as a stretch. It's pretty useful. I mean, even on a roll like that, when your fingers and uh, forearms might not have got that tough a, a workout, it's still just a good idea to do this. It's like, I don't, in this video, I don't stretch my calves um, because they don't particularly get used when you're rowing. However, I will stretch them afterwards, like later, uh, because it's still a good idea to stretch your calves because I've got a real problem with like a knot right up in here, which does lead me on to my shoes story. So um, let's do shoulders next. So put hands straight out. Pew, pew. Bring it across your body, hold it in place with your other arm, and you should just put in enough pressure to get a stretch through your shoulder up at the top, okay? So yeah, so I went to get new shoes, new running shoes, because I was having kind of knots in my, uh, in my calves, outside of my calves. And uh, what they all do nowadays, they say, go for a walk. And she's like, you walk like a toddler. I'm like, what? And she's saying, I can, when I walk, I come up onto my, up onto my toes uh, way too soon. Swap arms. Um, and yeah, and it's all because I've got really tight calves um, and because I don't stretch them enough because I just don't stretch them enough. I still haven't learned not stretching them, but yeah. So there you go. There was a useless story. But hey, it kept it past the time for a stretch for, <laughs> for 30 seconds. But yeah, very helpful. It's always nice when you go and you buy new shoes and they say, oh, this is what's wrong with you and whatever. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, it's okay, fine. And then just hope by the time I come home on the treadmill that the pain's not there. Pain's kind of still slightly there, but I think that's because I'm still not stretching or using the massage gun on them properly. That's a pneumatic drill rather than a massage gun. That just sounds awful. Ah! <laughs> anyway, uh, what's next? Biceps. So 
Uh, pretend that you're a ski jumper, whoosh, hands behind you, ah, uh, it's so cold up here. But then rotate your thumbs outward, outwards to try and catch like a pigeon or something, okay? While you're flying. Um, try to keep it relative, don't, don't do what I just did and, and duck all the way down. Have a relatively good posture here and just kind of hold it in place. That kind of rota the rotation, not the kind of, but the actual rotation of your thumbs, um, that lengthens the long head of your bicep and that's what gives you a nice little stretch into your biceps. However, it does shorten or um, contract your triceps, so you've got to stretch them off next. So stick one hand up in the air, bring it down across the back of your head so it touches your spine or goes in your hood. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll put it in the hood of my hoodie. Sorry. <coughs> um, yeah, and then use your other arm to uh, help your elbow back so it's pointing straight to the sky. Okay. Um, oh, you can see the stomach. Oh, I can't do this. <laughs> um, yeah, so your elbow's going straight up to the top. Okay, and that helps that stretch. Oh, sorry. I just had my dinner as well. So, other arm, do exactly the same thing. So up in the air, so it touches your spine or goes inside your hood. Then use your other hand to help it back. Okay, so it's pointing even more straight to the sky. And that should give you the stretch into your triceps you're looking for. There are other tricep stretches. In fact, there's, there's different, to be fair, there's different ways to stretch loads of the things I've said today. So make sure and do the one that works for you, for the amount of time that works for you, okay? That you know your body, you know what, what works best for you, okay? Which is after all what all this is about. I mean, I know I talk technique and whatever, and, and it is, rowing technique is pretty much a cookie cutter thing where it is accepted that the, the, the foundations of a rowing stroke are that you have a forward tilt with straight arms and a good posture, and then you drive with the legs, swing with the back, and then pull in your arms, then away with the arms and walk forwards. But there are people that row completely differently to that and they just yank on the handle from the front and they go really fast because it works for them. Uh, the whole point of talking about technique or whatever is just about injury prevention mostly, but then about efficiency and being able to go fast for as long as you want. To, as, as long as you want. Um, and so things like stretching, although that's the way I stretch, that's all how, it stretch, how I stretch for me. But you might have a slightly different uh, makeup for your muscles. So... Um, you, you might find better stretches. So do them, but make sure to do some stretching. That's all I'm saying. It's important that you stretch. In fact, let's just have a hashtag stretching because I've not really had a stretching rant for a while. So let's say hashtag stretching. If you want to leave a comment on the video letting me know that you got this far through it and you can go, hey, he's, he's done his hashtags again. Then you can do hashtag stretching and I will know. I'm going to leave you with one thing, okay? I was just, uh, before I came out during dinner, we, we were talking about this and I said I'd try it as a standalone video, but I'm not going to do it. So, I'm going to do something, I'm going to say goodbye now, I'm going to do something, and I want you to comment what comes next, okay? Well, obviously you're going to know what comes next, but I want you to, because to, you can't make a video, oh, it's not going to work, is it? I'll try it anyway. But if I go, one, two, three, four, five, 